Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the North Bros Outdoors Podcast, number 46. I'm Nick Beto. Brandon Wixo. Jared Beto. We're doing a double. It's a back-to-back kind of night. We haven't done this in a while. So we might get a week off next week. Probably not. We're probably just going to be a week ahead. Probably not. <laughs> or who knows, if we get enough of these built up, we'll just uh, do a double drop. So we do not have an ice report this week because I haven't moved from last week. That's that, true. Yeah, weird. The ice doesn't change when you don't leave the chair you're sitting in. It's always changing, Wixo. <laughs> so this one, I mean, we don't really have an agenda for any of our episodes that we do, but this one might be all over the place. It's going to be tag talk, basically, is what we're what we're doing. So who wants to start? Why don't you start? You want me to start the guy that sucks tag, at hunting? Tag talk for 2023. 2023. Yep. So I'm going to have three. Well, for sure two, possibly three. Uh, what are those? The first one being North Dakota turkey, spring turkey. Yes, because those results are already out. Correct. Yep. And I drew my first ever turkey tag, my first ever time applying, and I, I got one. I've I've been told that, that it's like an every other year kind of thing. Some, yeah, it, it's usually 50-ish percent, so I know a lot of guys will – uh, apply in a way so they'll get their spring tag one year and then their fall tag the next year and kind of rotate more or less. So that means that if I apply for the fall, I most likely will not. I believe they're two separate things. So uh, like yeah. your your percentages, like if you if you draw in the spring and don't get it, you get a point for the spring. Doesn't that has nothing to do with the fall. Nope. When when do the turkey fall turkey tags? When do you when's those applications? Open? I believe it's similar to the deer tags. If yeah, I remember similar because right. I know normally it opens up. I, I want to say it's around pheasant opener, isn't it? Mm-hmm. For fall tag. And in, in in my experience, fall tags are a lot easier to get than spring tags, just because to not get as, many. as in receive the tag or get as in fill the tag. Receive the tag, like just by applying. Just because I don't think a lot of people apply for the fall. Because it's a it's a lot different hunting scenario as far as spring turkey and fall turkey, you know, for you know calling and mating. You know, a lot of guys will just prefer the spring because it's you know more. I don't know. I enjoy the spring a lot more than the fall, but well, also you know. everybody's got you know every other tag we get in the fall spring. That's true. Yeah. Unless you're going bear hunting, you're probably not doing a whole lot. Yeah, and that's what I like about the spring is it's kind of a filler for hunting season. So. So we're already kind of doing it, but let's let's get into a little bit of of turkey. Uh, turkey talk, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, so I have never hunted turkeys before. I don't know the beginning parts of, like, where do you go to find a turkey? Well, usually in the woods. <laughs> yeah. Usually in the woods, in the trees. But, like, with, with like, deer, I mean, you you know you got your food, your bedding, your water, you know. Is it, I'm assuming it's similar to that where turkeys are pretty similar, other than they're roosting in trees instead of hiding in the tall grass. I thought you were going to say turkeys are stupid. No, I'm pretty sure turkeys are pretty smart. Yeah, some, you, some people say they are stupid, but I don't know. I've I've hunted turkeys before, and that you know they can be pretty smart. Have you ever hunted uh, once? Yep. Did, were you successful? No. Oh, so you're calling them stupid, and you're. I didn't call them stupid. <laughs> He did say that. He said no. Yeah, he did. Uh, All right. It's recorded, so you're safe. We can go back and check. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm, like I said, I don't have a record on turkeys. I'm hopefully going to be one for one, but 
Jared, how many of you? Gee, honestly, number wise, I don't know. I have for sure two. To, I can see them from yeah, here. Yeah, there's a couple that I don't have uh, displayed. Isn't there one um, like back in the room? Yeah, that one. That one I did where I actually put the wings on the mounts too. So it's kind of a bigger mount and it just kind of takes up a lot of space. I don't have that one displayed, but don't you uh, have a video? Of one that you got with your bow. Yeah, you know, and it's funny if I could find that, you we could totally. If you that if you find that, to, give yeah, me that. It's, and it's I'll, not very long. Yeah, give give me that, and I'll edit it into a, I did a, a YouTube I did a, video. Uh, a solo GoPro video of my turkey kill one year. I'd have to find it. Uh, yeah, and that was my one and only turkey that I got with a bow. The rest of I've only killed with a gun, but the, that was my only bow kill with a uh, for a turkey. Do you remember when that was? Oh gosh, I feel like that was like year. five, six years ago. Yeah, it was probably five, six years ago. I'd have to. It, it probably says on the the, the date uh, if I can find it on my phone. Did that GoPro archives. record black and white? Yeah, no, <laughs> no. Actually, it was a, it was the Hero Five, so it was it was the cat's meow when that came out. So that yeah, was, it was actually probably was about five years ago because I had th- think I just got the the GoPro the year or two before or around that time. And now I think they've got hero tens or 11, uh, 11 just came 11 out. 11 just came out. Recently. Yeah. So, I mean, it's probably been five, six years. Cause that GoPro is the one model newer than mine. I got a hero four somewhere. The oh, yeah. silver, the silver hero four. Yeah. That yeah. might be black and white. <laughs> <laughs> it's pixelated. You gotta, yeah. it, it buffers a lot. Yeah. And also everything you record is very shaky. They hadn't quite come out with the, uh, the gyro sensor. Gyro didn't. Sensor, yep. Yep. So what, what's your, I know we we don't generally give out strategy for for hunting, but what for for a guy that's never done it before? What? Oh well, and I would go. I wouldn't. I would say I'm no expert by any means. Um, I turkey. It's a little. It's a little different than deer hunting wise. And I, I've so I'm I'm using the uh, analogy of elk hunting because I you know from from videos I've seen a lot of guys say basically. Turkey hunting is very similar to elk hunting is as far as you, you have to call to locate them. Uh, you know, it's not like for, when you go elk hunting and I've, and I've never been in elk hunting. I, I want to go on some, but you know, you don't just go sit in a tree and wait for the elk to come. I mean, I'm assuming you can go sit in water holes and things like that. But most of the time when you're elk hunting, you do calling and you locate them, you know, and you try to get them to come to you as far as, you know, and that's kind of the same thing for turkeys, you know, you go out in the morning you're not just going to go pick a tree and wait in a tree because you might be waiting for a long time. Your idea or the idea of doing it is you want to locate where these turkeys are at or vice versa the night before you want to put them to bed because those turkeys are not going to move all night. So turkeys, they roost in the trees and they're going to be there that next morning. So like you either put them to bed the night before and they'll and be there wa- that next like you morning. Wa- you watch them. Yeah. And like you'll actually see, cause they go, they, they go to sleep before the sun goes down most of the time generally they so you'll actually sleep see in them. too yeah it's basically <laughs> yes, you know, when that, yeah when that when that sun comes up i mean you, you'll hear them gobbling on the roost and that's where like i was talking about locating you know you'll you'll hear them in the morning you know they call it they, they they make locator calls like you could do uh crow calls owl calls you could do even gobbler calls like a turkey but or it's as the, they'll pretty much gobble at anything. You could slam a car door and they're going to gobble back at you. So if you, okay, so I've got a question regarding the calling. Yeah. I've called whitetail before. That's mm-hmm. actually how I killed my only yeah. buck. Oh, yeah. yeah. Do you think that, you know, say as the season progresses, 
you we were talking elk and turkey and and whitetail and you could probably classify everything into this question do you think that they wise up if you will like right away early like early in the season when they haven't heard this they're like oh hey you know jimmy's out over there i'm gonna go say hi mm. but then as the season goes on and people are still calling do you do you do you think my, my my question is do you think that at some point during the season there come you gain an advantage by not calling well i w- wouldn't even say gain an advantage but in answer to your question as far as do they get smarter well yeah that's to me that's a no-brainer i mean the, the longer hunting season goes the harder the deer and in my opinion turkeys get tougher to kill now depending on obviously when rut and stuff like that hits, you know, there, there, that's, you know, there, there's a difference in that obviously, but the, just like in episodes we've talked about before hunting the same, the same stand, I mean, the first time you go and sit in that stand, that's when you're going to have probably the most chance, the best chances of, of getting a deer rather than the 20th time you sit in that, you know, stand. Now, like I said, obviously you can factor in rut and stuff like that. Bucks running, turkeys doing their thing. But, you know, most of the time it, as season progresses, I think they get, in my opinion, they get smarter. Yeah, I would agree. My only recommendation or advice on that with my extensive background in turkey hunting would be <laughs> <laughs> um, staying mobile and learning how to call yeah. to, until you find them. And then when you find them, that's when you can kind of narrow down find a good setup try to get them to come to you if they don't try to get them try to put them to bed find them the next morning but until you know where they're at there's no reason for you to sit anywhere exactly like you nailed it like basically that's where i was going with to hunt the turkey hunting is a little bit different than you know i guess i would say whitetail hunting or deer hunting you know it's you almost have to locate them you know, before you hunt them. Cause like I said, you'd be sitting there a while. If there's no turkeys in the vicinity, you're never going to see one. Most of the time there's deer, but you know, and the deer can move a little bit faster than yeah, I could be wrong, but I don't think turkeys venture too far on a normal day. Like I think they kind of yep, stick to I, their I area a lot more than deer where deer, you know, during the rut, they will be miles from mm-hmm. where you think they'd be. But yeah, well, speaking mean, of deer, I know why I can never find deer in this unit. Because you hunt a unit with no deer in it? No, they're all right outside of town here. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Did you guys see some on the way in? Some. About 80. I, oh, I yeah. was going to say the whole county population is out here. Oh, yeah. yeah there's quite a few. <laughs> yep. It's funny now. They look kind of like little donkeys. <laughs> yeah. Fluffed yeah, up because of the winter. You got a donkey farm out there on, yeah. the, on the east side oh, of town. Yeah. <laughs> yep. yeah. Turkey hunting wise, yeah. That's what I'd say. But yeah, and so you are, got your spring tag. I did. Did you? I got my spring tag. Did you get one? Myself? I did not get one. Did, did you get apply? One? I did not apply. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that'll be one of mine. Okay. Um, and I didn't, like I said, I'm new to the turkey hunting game, so I didn't even realize that there was a fall turkey season. Mm-hmm. So I'll probably, yeah, completely I'll probably try and put in for that one as well. So I have the potential for four. I would highly recommend that you put in for a turkey tag wherever you deer hunt because they're roughly the same season and you're going to spend a lot of time. Uh, out deer hunting so like where i go is that a shot at me no (laughs) where i go i see turkeys every time i go hunting and it's kind of like why don't i apply why don't don't i apply here yeah now i'll get that tag and i won't see one but it's just how it goes that's a that's a good good tip especially for so so you and then what's different about the fall season is you can shoot hens spring is different you can only take males fall you can take either or in north dakota is it hunter's choice or do you well, it's just it's just either or species or you know male yes. female. 
Yes. So it is Hunter's Choice. Hunter's Choice. Then. Yeah, I get. Yep. Okay. Just fancy, like the, the, fancy terminology. Basically, yeah. <laughs> basically the same thing as your North Dakota bow tag. Correct. Yep. You can do either species, either you know, male, female, male, yeah. female. Yep. So yeah, the two turkey or one turkey tag for sure. Potentially the second. Mm-hmm. Then I'll have my North Dakota bow tag uh, for whitetail or deer, and then I'm going to apply for uh, North Dakota rifle tag for deer. Uh-huh. So those that's my plan. I'm gonna put you on the spot. Are you gonna come out west with me with that bow tag? I probably will. I probably will once because he. So when I picture out west, I'm thinking like, like you gotta be like him where there's nothing to you and you gotta be super fit, mm-hmm. which to an extent is true. You gotta be in shape to go out there and run up and down the hills all day. But after last year when he shot two deer, well, yeah, there's a lot of people that don't leave their truck. Yeah, and if they do, it's just shooting right by their yeah. truck. <laughs> you you can very easily do both. I mean, I can yeah. put you on deer that we can see from the road. I can. What's walk your guide you title? Five, huh? What's your guide title? Like for me, for fishing, it's the Beetle Guide Service. Yeah. I don't. I don't have a guide title. It's a work in progress. Well, I yeah. I got to find a lot more deer than we're. I can we're totally about. joking. None of us are guides in no. any aspect yet. <laughs> yet yes. Anyway, sorry, continue on with your out west spiel about how you can go out there. Yeah, you can go out and you can basically hunt from the windshield or you can put five miles on. I mean, it's it's really either one. I mean, you can do a lot. We'll have to plan something. I don't want to go out there when it's a whole bunch of people. But if you, you, you make it sound like if I call you up and say, hey, you want to go out west this weekend? Yep, taking off work tomorrow. Let's go. I can do that. So, well, yeah, I'll definitely... I know, Jared. You and Jake have both been asking me if I wanted if I want to go out west, and I haven't gone yet. But yeah, seems like a large trip in the planning. Yeah, yeah, we could all go together. Yeah, it's pretty fun. We could I bring. Enjoy it. We could bring Willie Clark. Did you name yours yet? No, because that's weird. Yeah, Jerry. I'm gonna name it Jerry. Jerry. Jerry the Glacier. <laughs> that's a terrible name. <laughs> yeah, we could we could definitely plan something out. That'd be fun. But we'll we'll just go round table now. So now it's your turn. Okay. So in answer to your question, yes, I will come out west with you this year. Atta boy. Um, I won't have anything for the spring. Um, I will be doing a Colorado September elk archery hunt again this year. Um, we're just kind of we're in the in the process of finalizing dates for that. Uh, I'll have a North Dakota archery tag. Uh, I will not get. My rifle tag for North Dakota, I got that last year, and it's a five to seven year wait. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking going at, on. This will be uh, year number seven in a row. They know that I never fill them, so I continue to get them. Must be nice. <laughs> oh yeah, I was like, wait, you've waited seven years and you hadn't. Wait. Oh, okay, now I see what you're saying. You get them on a yearly basis. I'll have the same result whether I get a tag or not. So yeah. So it'll probably, probably just be the two tags for me this year. I don't foresee anything. You aren't even drinking a bush heavy, and you're over there like, what are you doing? You good? Take it easy. <laughs> you're not supposed to give us a behind-the-curtains look yet. Yeah, that'll that'll come when we get the video podcast. Well, there's not much I can do about it, so. So, yeah, I'm looking at probably just the two tags this year, I'd say. Two archery tags. Nice. I left out uh, pheasant. I'll be doing some pheasant hunting oh, as well, yeah. but that's not, not a a, tag. that's not a tag, so. It still counts, though. Okay, well, then I'll get that hunting, one. But, yeah. Yep. I uh, Let me think here. So, I do have a spring turkey tag. That'll be one. Uh, there's still some other stuff 
in the works whether I do. Uh, we had we had talked about possibly doing Colorado elk uh, archery, but I believe this year we're due to get uh, Montana rifle tags. So I think if we get that, which we won't know that for a month or two, uh, we'll probably skip the Colorado archery elk, and then we might just do a uh, out of state antelope hunt for archery and then uh rifle for north dakota is probably i think i'm at year three so it's kind of a uh, i doubt i'll get that tag and then i just have my two archery tags i do north dakota and then i'll do a minnesota one so i think all in all i'll have for sure four tags is what i'm kind of thinking so pot potentially more so we'll see now, whether all those are all filled, that's another question. So you're applying for how many tags? Mm. <laughs> I don't know. Like I said, pot, I don't know. It could be it could be up to six, but yeah, I don't know. See, for for you listeners here, I I I personally don't do any ice fishing, so I'm kind of lame like all winter long. And I save a lot of time to do hunting and that's pretty much all I do. So that, you know, for you listeners saying like, Oh geez, he, he has a lot of tags. Well, that's why. <laughs> Cause I don't use up a lot of time in the winter here. So in his defense, none of us have offered or said, Hey, you want to go fishing yeah. this weekend? So, I mean, eventually we will probably get you out on the ice. Probably won't be this season, Yeah, but I, I mean, we can bring bush light. It might be out of my league. I mean, I don't know if I'm, up to you know that's can you stand and drink <laughs> you can even well, sit hold, hold oh, something okay. watch tv you don't even need to hold anything if you put oh. rattle reels down it's a good point i did catch more walleyes this year watching movies with rattle reels than with a rod so I, if you guys asked me to tie a fishing it's almost like taking an infant fishing dude you guys want to take a infant fishing? Oh, we play board games we can watch movies tie yeah, fishing knot. That could be the well, first. Could. That could be the first YouTube video. Is is Jared? Yeah, Jared ice fishing. Her first. <laughs> our real intense first, fishing. Yeah, first time ice fisherman here. Yep. We're not going to tell him how to do anything. We're going to get out there and go. Okay, set it up. Yep. <laughs> oh, I've ice fished in the past before, so I mean, I kind of know my way around. But I, yeah, it's been several, several years. And like I said, I spend too much time and money on hunting. It's I don't know. I don't know if I can get away with doing ice fishing. That's where I feel like I went wrong. Like, why couldn't I pick one expensive hobby and go all in on said expensive hobby? See, I, I look at it as outdoors is the hobby. <laughs> there so you go. I picked one hobby. You hear that? Categories. Savannah, does she listen? I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go, Savannah. He is. He has one hobby. It's just the outdoors. Yep. She I think I'm going to use that. She doesn't help when... <laughs> I mean, that's a good idea. Yeah, I'm gonna, it's, I'm gonna tell it's, not, that. it's not a lot of expensive hobbies. It's just one really expensive hobby. It's true. It just wow, it, It's like a tree. It just, you know, yeah, it yeah. all starts at the roots, and then as you go up, it just kind of branches out. Oh. How, do I, how do I take my hobby of hunting in the winter? We need to make that into I like a shirt. Keep doing outdoor stuff. There you go. Like a tree? Like a... It's the family like, yeah, tree can, of can, outdoor. We'll activities. talk about that off the podcast. I kind of want to give our our yeah. merch ideas away, but I, I don't steal the tree idea, please. <laughs> Wixel, we're not talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna brainstorm a little bit. That's a good one. I like that. 
So your Colorado hunt, what you've been out there before once. So what what sparked your interest to? Have you ever heard an elk scream? That's pretty much what did it for In me. videos. Yeah, that was pretty that's, much it. I kind of. about as awesome. I mean, even the videos, it's awesome. Kind of <laughs> heard that and was like, yep, I'm going to have to try that at some point. Well, you guys both, I don't think that you guys have exchanged these stories. You both have seen elk semi-close to you while hunting, correct? Wasn't that you? Did yeah, that was last year. <laughs> yeah. So what was, what was that story again? I oh, yeah. Well, we were mule deer hunting. And I just happened to come up on this ridge, and yeah, I I heard that it sounded like a car was driving through the woods. So I I, and I was like, "What the heck is that?" And <laughs> meow. Smack, smack him, please, because he's clawing the wood. Like, oh, he's... smack him! <laughs> he's gone. He heard you say that. Look at him be sitting there. Like, what are you gonna do? Come get me! <laughs> Sorry, my cat was just destroying. <laughs> The bar table. As long as it wasn't the podcast equipment. Yeah, that's true. But anyway, yeah. So I was, uh, I was just uh, yeah scouting for mule deer, and I came across, and I heard this crashing through the woods, and all of a sudden this huge bull elk just popped out of nowhere, and it, he he didn't like bugle or anything, but it was during the rut, so it was kind of cool. I after I seen him come out, he just kind of went up over the ridge. It was probably like 100, 200 yards. I I went to where he was at, and. I don't know. It was a cool experience and I've never been elk hunting in my life and I wasn't even elk hunting, but I went in there and it was almost like you could smell the rutting elk. And it was like, it's, you know, it, it sounds kind of gross, but it's just like this, this pissing smell. It smells like a toilet. Yeah. Like it, I mean, it's, it smells like, like you're like a rutting elk, you know, and it just, uh, it was crazy because it was like all over this huge section in this, in this little block of timber. Do you think he was bedding in there? I don't, like I said, I've, I don't know a whole lot about elk, but I, I'm, I'm for sure it was like, I don't know if he was, yeah, if that was his bedroom. I bet you bumped him in, out of his bed and he'd been laying there for a while, which is why it smelled, if you did not find a wallow. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I don't think there was, there wasn't what any is, wallows What there. is a wallow? Uh, it's usually just a water mud pit that they roll around in to mm-hmm. make themselves smell nice for it's yeah. the, their cologne. Yep. Yeah. Not, I don't think there was any You'd, water by there, so it was you would know. Bed then you would know. Yeah, they. If you thought the bed smelled, find a wallow. Those things reek. Yeah. So. In, oh, anyways, yeah, that was my like. Well, I, I've seen him in the wild before, but that was my closest encounter with him. So say you were hunting elk, okay, and you watched him leave, what you assume is his bed. What are the chances that he's coming back there? Could you stake out in that one spot and like, because where we're at, I mean, it's just rolling hills for miles. Like they can go wherever they want. Do they, do they, you know, come back to where, you know, where they know like, okay, I can hang out in here and there's nobody around. Like what, what would you say the chances are? Like if you, in that situation, you watched him leave and you've got an elk tag, could you have... What do you think your chances were if you were to say, "Okay, I'm going to wait for him to come back"? Honestly, as I, I, I'm not. This might be for I would Brandon say. Here. I'd say it's going to be very time dependent. I mean, if they're if it's anywhere near that rut, they are herd animals. So if that herd is on the move, they're not coming back. But if it's late season, then yeah, that you know, if you find a a big bull in that thick nasty stuff because he's just trying to stay, a lo- you know, get his space and recover. There's a there's a good odds that he'll come back to the area 
it may not be the exact spot, but it's definitely an area you're going to want to, you know, kind of keep tabs on. I think their range is, it's definitely more than uh, whitetails. You're probably looking something similar to mule deer, unless they're on that migration pattern from top of mountain to winter range, then, you know, they, they won't be back until next year, but um, it may be an area you want to keep keep in mind for next year if that bull makes it through they're going to do something similar mm-hmm. you know they they may not be in that exact thing but it's all going to be very spot dependent i mean if if you bumped him on a bed on a pinch point that is between two mountain passes that he comes through every year you're probably going to have more of them coming through there so it's going to be going to be season dependent that you're going to want to keep an eye on it i was just curious i was you know i've never never elk hunted before is it <laughs> what is that a bottle opener yes that is a bottle opener. is it is it metal it looks like it's metal yeah oh that's sweet but i thought you'd appreciate that yeah we're all all three electricians sitting <laughs> around doing a pot hunting podcast looks like it's a 12 gauge copper wire bender yeah <laughs> yeah it says bottle opener right on it it's a little that, that's an ideal it's got to be yep says it right Ooh. on it yeah, that's awesome. You want to see it? Sorry, I had an interruption. There, so I thought it was kind of neat. <laughs> no, that's cool. Do you get these when you take your master's test? You yeah. Just hand them out. No. Congratulations, you passed. Yeah. Here's your bottle that's opener. That's a good idea. North Dakota State Electrical that. Board. Yeah. If you're listening, yeah. Ideal bottle openers for when you pass your master's test. <laughs> I like it. So yeah, that you're so Colorado elk. And is that a is that an over the counter tag or is yes, that yes we will do an over the counter. Um, we've been looking into states to apply. We'll probably pick a few. I think we missed a couple of them this year, but you know something that we're working on in the future. S- start that uh, that process of getting building points. Get mm-hmm. three to five points in a few different states, and then you kind of just rotate through your states. But we'll we'll be for sure be doing over the counter. I. Do not see us uh, getting a draw tag for any states this year. Now, at least not in the units that we're going to apply to. We'll probably be looking at two to f- four or five point draw units. Are you looking into North Dakota applying for elk? I apply every year for North Dakota, but the odds are, I don't know, one in like 35,000 or something. Well, Because I didn't realize that, that there was no points for that. Like that's just you luck of the draw. You've got the same chances that anybody has. Yep. Seems like the people that apply for the first time somehow always have slightly better odds than everybody else, though. Yeah, because they're I I would have to agree with that. Don't know how it works, but there's a lot of people that oh I applied one time and got it and that was it. And then it seems like I, every year there's a few of them. You a lot see of times it. I'm like don't tell people that because you got guys that have applied their whole lives and never got a tag. Well, because I was looking at it and. I was like, oh, I should do that, but I don't. I just want a point. <laughs> but then I was told there, mm, there is no points for that. So you're, yeah, no, nope. So I'm not gonna do it right now, especially hearing that. And it's non-refundable, but at least it's only a small portion of a cost. So, right. Yeah, it's nowhere near my Colorado tag that yeah. I had to eat tag soup on last year. And the the uh, moose in North Dakota, I believe, is the same. Yeah, moose and sheep are the same. And yeah. the, that's. Are those not once in a lifetime tags? Yep, they are. Okay, yep. that's kind of what I—I've never even thought about the big three. 
Oh, and there's guys that have gotten the same tag or two different tags in one year. I've heard. So I mean, I. Mm-hmm. I don't know uh, if they're that lucky or. I believe it, it was last year. Two brothers got. I want to say it was it was either the elk or the moose. Two brothers got them. Yeah, I don't they know. Both are, are they both drew. And then in they're hundreds into their applications online, or what's yeah, going on? I don't on know. Here? It seems like every year there's always somebody that oh, I got my elk and my moose tag. How am I going to do this? Yeah. I don't know. I've I, never had that problem. Yeah. I feel like, like in a group like, like North Bros, if one guy were to somehow defy the odds and pull a tag he'd be able to say like all right hey guys i i got this tag does anybody want to go with and i feel like we'd be having to line up several different vehicles to i would go i don't know if any of you guys would but i would 100 percent. like if somebody said hey I, I got an elk tag once in a lifetime opportunity i'm going does anybody want to come i'd be like yep yeah i'm already out there for at least a few weekends yeah, so same yeah but yeah, it would be it'd be super fun. I I got a feeling I will do one of those three big game animals in not my home state before I get that tag. Yep. If that makes sense. Well, I've already done one, but yeah. Is that the first elk tag that you've yes ever had? Yes, I've never even dabbled into that. I spend more time out four wheeling than that. But now that I'm yeah. starting to get more into the hunting, it's kind of intriguing to. You never said you got to tell him your elk story. The one where you and James were out. Um, that was we just said that on an episode back, but Jared hasn't heard it yet. Um, yeah, we basically we had we went out to Colorado last year uh, for ten days or so. Uh, the first four, five, six days were all fairly slow. Like we were finding sign, but it was all old sign. Mm-hmm. Um, we went on the the hike, uh, three miles uphill, five miles in, uphill the whole way. Of course, we found them right at the top. Um, we had found we found a wallow, so we were, had that kind of in our back pocket, and then uh, did a little more exploring, and we found we saw three elk on a ridge line that was just it was not something we couldn't get to with the supplies that we had. Um, we were camping out of the trailer because we didn't all have uh, camp on our backs. Mm-hmm. You know, it just wasn't something we could do. So uh, came back out that night, went back up the next morning, um, hunted around for a little bit, didn't really see anything. Uh, we ended up sitting that wallow, just me and James, and we had a spike come in to about, it was 10 yards from James, 20 yards from me. Really? It was... Probably 30 yards before I saw it, never heard it, never heard it come in. Jeez. So, um, was it just that, like, was it, was it wet or just, yeah, like a, yep. Oh, okay. it, it had, it was literally raining on us. Oh, so yeah, so it, it was, was oh, everything sure. was soaked. There's no way. Um, but it was very surprising. Like, I thought you'd hear a little bit, nothing. So that came in and I played around with it, calling. And, um, so that was, what day was that? We were probably on day six at the time. Okay. Six or seven. And is it kind of like a deer where you're not, no one's shooting a spike or what? Uh, Colorado is a. Oh, yeah, it's, it's minimum. It's cow calf oh. or four points or better. Oh, okay. Now, is that. Everyone has their. So four on one side or four total? Are we talking? I believe it's four on one side. Okay. I'd have to look at the rules again, but oh, I'm pretty okay. sure it's like a. It's like a four on one so side. It could be a two by two. 
and you could take it? No. Oh, it has to be on one side. Yep. I see what you're saying. Okay. Um, so it could have four on one side and one on the other side. Yeah, if he's broken legal. off, I'm pretty sure oh, it's okay. legal. But yeah, I'd... basically, uh, basically, it'd be a four by four as your. Yes. If it was a typical, like, yeah, gotcha. Yep. You know, with them having those rules, I wonder how often, you know, say a, say a, so it has to have four points on one side. Yep. Yeah. So what, like, is there a? Yeah, I There's believe a, it's like an inch. I believe it's one yeah. inch. Okay, so say say you see one, and you're out there on a ten day hunt. And it's day seven, and you you come up over a a ridge, and you see an elk down there, and you draw back on it. Perfect shot. Done. But you're, you, there was a stick behind him or something that looked like a fourth point, but it wasn't a fourth point. Don't do that. Yeah, don't do that. You're in trouble. I, I know. I, I'm, that's what I'm saying. Though. Like, how many times do you think that's happened where they call, like, obviously the right thing to do would be call that in. I mean, like, hey, you know, I messed up. Like, the other side of that would be, you know, the people that, oh, yeah, well, nobody's going to find him way back here, you know, but... I feel like that has that has to be semi common, like at least one time a year, where, you know, like well, I'm sure it's well, just sure as it common as, all over as place, any other yeah. thing. It's always one of those things because yeah, you always hear that even about deer hunting with like, you know, oh, it, it was a spike mule deer and you know, uh, but you had a doe tag or whatever, and you happened to, it, it it happens probably more often than you think. And I always just say it's like, just know what you're shooting at. If you're not sure, don't pull the trigger. I mean, if you're not sure how, I mean, it's a good it's, way to go it's, by. It's it. easier said than done, but it's one of those things. Yeah, it's you know you got to be sure what you're shooting at. You know. Yeah, on a out of state archery elk hunt too, it's not something I'd want to find out the consequences of. Right, but, exactly. Um, typically, they're coming in. Cl- at least where we were, like if if you could, if you yeah, were, if they're at. 20 yards yeah, or 10 if yards. you're that, able you'll, to you'll get the how, shot, yeah. the, <laughs> they're the, close enough to know. Just the trees that we were in, if you were able to take the shot, you were going to know. You're going to see what it is. Now, yeah. if you have a 3x3 three three and a 4x4, four four, even then, like, I mean, you can yeah. you can tell. They're pretty close because that one is 10 and 20 yards. And then we had another one that our last day, we had hunted the morning. We had left. Basically, we were, we were driving out. We, um, I stopped just to glass an area because the trees opened up on the ro- the gravel road we were driving down and I just kind of wanted to glass it while we had some time and uh, we sat there for about 30 seconds and a bull bugled right below us so I called back to it and it was actually a bull this time I think we had a, a couple hunters earlier in the week but they're pretty obvious so we chased that one for a few hours and James ended up bumping it saw it was a bull but not would couldn't tell what exactly it was um we kind of set it up set up on it waited for a bit decided to keep going um and we ended up it was if we would have waited another 20 minutes probably would have walked right up to us kind of a thing we just never know how long to wait yeah inexperience we we sat there for half an hour and didn't hear anything so we moved on and he said yeah as soon as i got to the bottom of the creek i looked up and he was taken off so really what do you do but you could either wait for 30 minutes or you'd have to wait four hours. You never know. Yeah. It was one of those things. I called it excess, a success because we hey, you found we went out one time and found them. We had a shot opportunity. It just wasn't the right one. If that was a 
four point or better or a cow calf, oh, you'd have been absolutely. We'd been taking a shot. Yep. So, so are you changing your arrow setup from whitetail to like? Are you going heavier, different broadheads, anything? No. I, I know not probably Colorado, but I know I do know some states have different requirements for yes. arrows and poundage and broadheads, don't they? Um, poundage for sure. It's usually somewhere in that 40 to 45, so that's not an issue. Right. Um, the big one is broadheads. Some mm-hmm. states are fixed only. Is uh, Colorado or no? No. Okay. I believe mechanicals are allowed, okay. but honestly, I use fixed, so mm-hmm. I never really looked at it. I, I believe Idaho is a, is a fixed, fixed only state. Okay. And then also there's, uh, I've heard other guys say the, I don't know how, if I'm saying this right, but the uh, the... Is it the let off on the bows? Yes. Like the, uh, yep. Am I saying that right? Yep. It's, it's your your let off percentage on your bows yeah, is yep. does have a legal limit. Yeah. Um, and I know some states it varies actually with states, so that's actually something to look into if you're ever doing out of state hunts. The funny part about that is some bows now come from the manufacturer, technically not legal. Right. But yep, I've heard. And take that out in your own discretion. It's not if you're shooting seventy pound bow with a normal arrow setup, like they're not gonna check that on you. But oh, even, you know, as even, far you know, as percentage of what yeah, the let like off so is, if yeah. you get the new Hoyt and you're running the eighty percent let off, or even the Matthews, the Matthews I believe is the one because a lot of them are eighty percent. Yeah, and Matthews came out with an eighty five percent let off. Yeah, and like yep. So that's that's the one I think that you're talking about that you're hearing about is right uh, yeah because like the max some states are 80 percent or 75 percent well if you buy these bows that are higher percentage i mean you're technically yeah yeah i don't i'd be surprised to hear of somebody getting trouble for that but it may be something you want to talk to your game warden about Mm -hmm. like hey if i buy this bow and i get it set up from the factory like this is this going to be a problem Mm -hmm. yep I will say quick, most of those uh, you're able to get multiple cam setups, so mm-hmm. you can have the eighty percent, and then if you wanted the eighty-five for target shooting or something, you can switch them. Something to look into. All right, I've got one little thing I'm going to throw in here. Well, since we're at the end of this episode, what are you guys shooting? For what brand of bow, and are you doing fixed or mechanical broadheads? So I'm with a Hoyt. And I, actually, I have both in my quiver, but I mainly use, when I'm knocking an arrow, I 90% of the time, I have my mechanicals. I am shooting a Matthews. I shoot a Triax. I think it's like a five-year-old bow. Um, and I shoot mechanical. Mine's the Hoyt Power Max. I, oh, yep. I didn't put that in yep. there. but <laughs> uh, I've got a Hoyt RX-1, and I will switch uh, my broadheads. Elk, I will for sure use fixed. Um, deer, I sometimes change. I like to go fixed for whitetails if I'm hunting out of a tree stand and uh, mechanicals for muleys because I will sometimes have to reach out a little bit farther. Mm-hmm. I got a little more confidence in a mechanical just tuning it wise and getting it to fly where I want it. So mm-hmm. I just wanted to throw that little little question in yep. there at the end so we could all compare what we have. So uh, Hoyt, right? Correct. And you're Matthews? Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> I haven't jumped on the weight train yet. 
That's this is the first. Normally, big... you got to take a loan out to get those. So <laughs> hey, have you seen the new Matthews? <laughs> I think they're all well north of like fifty. Oh, they are, but the, Ho- but the Hoyts are more expensive than Matthews bare bowls. Yep, they're uh, all they're all getting up there. I mean, it's insane what you pay, what what you got to pay for a bare bowl. But there's a lot of that goes into them too. I mean, like they're they're nice. I mean, I bought mine from Justin. Because oh, he's having yeah. shoulder issues, so I didn't. I haven't bought a brand new one. This is just the uh, first. If if you can pull back and it's poundage and you got good arrow setup, doesn't matter. You make a good shot, you're gonna kill a deer or whatever you're shooting at. I always thought it was funny. You go back, go through YouTube five, six, seven years ago, and everybody's talking about the bow and how well it does, and then you go to these new ones, and it's like, what did that much change? Like. Could we really not have done this? Yeah. I mean, I have a, I have an RX one, and they came out with the RX seven for the no, yeah. second time in a row. Right. Last year was the RX seven, and the year before that was also the RX seven. Mm-hmm. And uh, can you tell a difference? Mm, yeah, maybe. Uh, can I tell a difference when I'm drawing on an animal? No, not even a little bit. No, because you, no one can ever practice that adrenaline. Yeah, what's so you like can never do that. you draw a seventy pound seventy pound bow at the archery range a couple times and you're like, Oh, it's kinda heavy now. On a deer, do you even notice it? Do you feel it? Because I, I don't think no. I even depends how long you're holding back. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. true. Well, that's, that's a true. different story. Yeah. Well that's just I mean, for somebody looking into getting say somebody that, you know, doesn't bow hunt, doesn't hunt at all. I mean, if you're looking to get into bow hunting, you don't have to have the the top of the line setup. You can pick up a used bow, whether that be from an archery shop or from a buddy that has one that's not using it anymore. I mean, like like Jared said, as long as you tune it in and you you are good with it. Yeah, I mean, I, it's it's you can't just buy something and then go out and hunt. I mean, the the big thing I think a lot of people like don't do is I mean, you you got to practice with it. I mean, just like anything. I mean, practice makes perfect. So, I mean, you gotta you gotta put your time in as far as that aspect goes. For sure, I'd say if you could find a used higher end model, you'd be better off than getting a new lower end one. Because you get a this high end bows in the last five to seven years, like they've they've come a long ways, but they are all like a a new bow seven years ago. Their flagship bows are unbelievable still, even to what they. Mm-hmm. what these new ones are so if you can find one of those used throw a new set of strings on it you got yourself a brand new top of the line bow i mean they're going to work perfectly for many years still mm-hmm. yeah i put new strings on my bow last year and i feel like i got a brand new bow i mean it's good for several more years i think you know yeah and it's all like like we just said i mean if you you find what works for you and like jared said the biggest thing is don't just buy it and say I'm gonna go hunting tomorrow. And I'm gonna buy this bow today. Yeah, no, that's not good. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Confidence in yeah. equipment goes a long ways. <clears throat> it definitely Absolutely. does. Yep. Well, that's kind of a wrap up of uh, what we've got. We're gonna have many more podcasts coming uh, this summer as far as hunting related topics, and it'll pick up again this fall with uh, hopefully some kill episodes and hopefully some videos. We're gonna. Yeah. Try and work on our North Bros video uh, selection. Yeah, do some do some upcoming gear videos or something like that and Yeah, we yeah. Well, we're going to throw a list together and uh, we'll have ice fishing videos coming up here. I mean, we're we're hoping to 
to get a couple out. I mean, we've I think in the last three years we put up like three videos. So, and two of them came in the fall of last year with uh, deer recovery. Yeah. So, you guys got anything to close out with? No. No. Nope. Make sure you get your practice in. The fall is going to be here a lot sooner than you think. Mm-hmm. Yep. Summer's a perfect time to practice. Spring and summer. Absolutely. Well, as always, wherever you're listening, give us a give us a review. Uh, Again, our merch is up on our Instagram link. And until next time, we'll get back to you.